The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. We have people coming into the country, trying to come in. We're stopping a lot of them. But we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals. And we're taking them out of the country at a level and at a rate that's never happened before. And because of the weak laws, they come in fast. We get them, we release them, we get them again, we bring them out. It's crazy. The dumbest laws, as I said before, the dumbest laws on immigration in the world. So we're going to take care of everyone. You can't believe how bad these people are. There's two, uh, two sides to this. One, I can't believe how bad the press is, how bad these people are. They all know he was talking about MSN, uh, MS-13, uh, but he refuses. They refuse to report that. They're saying that he's just lumping all immigrants into it. That's not what he was talking about. The context comes literally from the sentence before that clip. But there are some really bad people coming across the border. And one of the guys who knows about it uh, is Philip Haney. He is uh, Phil Haney is, I think, an American patriot and a hero. He was one of the charter members of uh, the Department of Homeland Security, author of the book, See Something, Say Nothing, a Homeland Security officer exposing the government's submission to jihad. Welcome to the program, Phil. How are Good you? Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, Phil has. Phil is a. Uh, Phil is a remarkable patriot who has seen a lot and tried to s- uh, stop things on the border. Phil, wh- what's happening? In April, fifty thousand people came across the border illegally, and it broke into the news about the cabinet meeting when President Trump became upset, angry at Secretary of Homeland Security, Kirsten Nielsen, he asked her, paraphrasing, why are we still having 50,000 people? This is an MS-13. This mm-hmm. is a whole is spectrum of yeah. people coming over the border every month. And essentially, she didn't know the answer. What is the answer? Well, first of all, we need to allow the Customs and Border Protection Officers and ICE and Border Patrol to actually do their job and not catch and release, be able to track people who are put on deferred hearings. Mm -hmm. If we do keep somebody, they are supposed to come for their hearing and they disappear into the ozone. We don't Mm -hmm. know where they go. We need to do a better control uh, job of controlling currency flow back and forth. There's a lot of ways we can fix holes in the system, but I am hopeful. The fact that President Trump is actually upset about this is a very positive sign. You are a um, uh, you're a a hero to the Border Patrol. A lot of people in the Border Patrol because you were one of the guys who you actually wrote the questions for people who are uh, from terrorist countries. Uh, You are the one who wrote the questions that they're asked. I created a template. Because one of the things that happens in law enforcement is you are vulnerable to lawsuit if they consider you to be biased Mm -hmm. or discriminatory. Mm -hmm. So a way to solve that is to ask everybody exactly the same questions. Right. And the questions that you you have, I know it's I think it's in your book where the Border Patrol thanks you for stopping 300 people who are terrorist ties. 
uh, 300 people from coming, coming across the border because, now listen to this, because of the work that you were doing in San Bernardino before the shooting. That's right. It's called the Tablighi Jamaat Initiative. What Tablighi is the, Jamaat what is, is a group from the Indian subcontinent. They are pro-jihad Salafi, which means mm-hmm. original form of Islam. You look at Tablighi, you're looking at what Islam looked like in the 7th century. Okay. They're coming into America. They're violating or abusing our visa waiver system. They travel around from mosque to mosque in groups of three to five, encouraging their brethren to become more Salafi, more like Muhammad was. Well, we started noticing this trend in 06, 12 years ago. I work on the case for several years, and finally it gains enough momentum to send me to the National Targeting Center in Washington, D.C., where we have 1,200 law enforcement actions based on this case in the first nine months. That's refusals of entries, denials of visas. That's called law enforcement action. During the course of this work, I was given a a commendation letter for finding 300 terrorists related to this case, just that case. But in March of 2012, the State Department in cooperation with Janet Napolitano, Department of Homeland Security, shut the case down, despite all the evidence and the good work that we were doing. And that might have never been known, except for one horrible thing that happened, the San Bernardino shootings. And in the morning that the news broke, and they showed the picture of the man, Syed Farouk, and his wife, Tashfeen Malik, and then showed the mosque that he went to, Darulum al-Islamiyah, I felt like I got struck by a bolt of lightning. I just yelled out. I was in the room by myself. That's my case, because it was. And that set off a whole sequence of events that is still going on to this very day. It's really what led me to you today. So was this the, this was, would if you would have pursued it, do you think those people would have been caught? Yes, I'll give you the first very plausible reason why. Tashfeen Malik, because of her association with Saeed Farouk, her husband, who was associated with the mosque, we already had derogatory information on them, meaning she would have never got a visa. And also, we know that the FBI was tracking Mar- Enrique Marquez, the man who supplied the guns and the bomb components, mm-hmm. and Saeed Farouk before the San Bernardino shootings ever happened. Why wasn't it pursued? For the same reasons that Omar Mateen was being investigated by the FBI but never communicated with CBP. We encountered him crossing the border. They were interviewing him, and we never connected the dot. There's a, I, thought a that's hole. What we, I thought that's what the Department of Homeland Security was for. It is. And it goes back to your starting question. I was talking about different kinds of holes, either actual or abstract. This is an example of a whole, the lack of communication between one federal law enforcement agency and the other allows literally people to walk right through the holes in the law enforcement structure. And they know the holes. They do know. They should know. It's, not, it's well within our capacity as law enforcement officers to amend that. Uh, Phil, you, uh, I know you don't know much about this case um, other than what you read in the news, but um, the case in Minneapolis where hundreds of millions of dollars in cash we know 
has left the country in Minneapolis. We suspect that it has been welfare fraud and uh, they're bilking the the taxpayers. They're loading it up in suitcases. They're going through. They're claiming literally one million dollars in this suitcase, one million dollars in this suitcase in cash. And the Department of Homeland Security, there's no law against that as long as you claim it. They claim it. They send it over to some of the worst parts of the world. There is a law against it. It has to do with outbound currency. I thought as long as you claim it, it's legal. Well, did they claim it? Yes, they did. Okay, so the question is, where did all that cash come from? Was it through legitimate enterprise? Was it through welfare fraud? Was it through selling, like Hezbollah has been doing, selling cigarettes at at low prices without the tax? It's All of it is called, in Arabic, the Hawala, Hawala Network. And this is the way the Islamic world has been moving money around from place to place for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Isn't Hawala? Hawala, isn't that the, the law that gives them the right to lie to infidels? No, that word for that is takia. Oh, takia. Although it doesn't actually mean lie, it means defensive response. Might that include lying? Yes. But if you were in a debate with a native Arabic speaking Muslim, he would say you were wrong, that you didn't know what you were talking about. And in a certain technicality, he would be right because it doesn't technically mean lying, it means defensive response which includes a whole spectrum yeah. of different things that you might do, including lying. Are there more people like you in the Department of Homeland Security? I know you're no longer with them. Are there people like you that are still in there fighting? Because I know I, we first met during the Obama administration, and it was ugly. And you were on Capitol Hill when I was on Capitol Hill, and Trump was on Capitol Hill, and Ted Cruz was on Capitol Hill, saying no to this Iran deal. Yes, turns Great out to day, be right, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's nice to be on the right side of history, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so uh, here we are now, years later. You're no longer a part of Department of Homeland Security because they were they were rooting people like you out. Are we going the other direction? Yeah, there's a lot of things to be hopeful for within the different departments: DHS, DOJ, uh, directives and policy decisions that have been put in memo form mm-hmm. and sent up the chain of command or down the, down into the, uh, the widespread agency that I've been collecting that are starting slowly to thaw the ice, if you want to put it that way. Yes, I have reason for hope, more probably than since 2006. That's the first time I was investigated for, believe it or not, writing an open source article about Hamas, a globally designated terrorist organization, and my own agency with the CIA accused me of using or unethical use of classified information to write the article without ever asking me how I came to the conclusions. They should have asked me to come and work for them. (laughs) 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 But they did the opposite. (laughs) They investigated me. And that started a 10-year process of... uh, Sequential investigations got worse and worse. If you want to uh, see how our government has been working uh, and see what our government is hiding, along with the documents uh, that prove this out, see see something, say nothing. Uh, it's the name of his book, and uh, I cannot speak highly enough of Phil uh, for reasons that won't be discussed here. 
um, but he is a true patriot and has more information stuffed in his head and in his book that Americans need to see, read, and understand. Your company is called The Blaze. There's a spark. That's an ignition. There's one going on across the country now, I can tell you. Yeah, there is, and there's. it's happening all around the world. Did yes. you see this morning what's happening mm-hmm. in Iran? This is, this is like the shattering of a mirror for the rest of the world. The recognition of Jerusalem is set in sequence a motion of all kinds of changes. It's like the, the uh, gravitational force, the magnetic field of the earth has shifted. Yeah. And a lot of the masks are coming off yeah. of uh, our adversaries and their true colors are being shown not over in a corner, but right out on the global big screen. It's quite remarkable yeah. the times we're in. The question is, will those in power recognize it? Will the media, I mean, look what the media is doing to Iran. Uh, I mean, sorry, to, yes, well, actually Iran, but Israel. This yes, week. with Hamas, a globally yeah. designated terrorist organization <laughs> that they're supporting. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, when when uh, Neville Chamberlain held that paper up mm-hmm. and said, we'll have peace in our time, history is like a fearsome woman. If she fastens her eye on you and she doesn't blink, if she finds you on the wrong side of history for too long, she'll turn you into a stone and you will never be able to change. Everybody that thinks of Neville Chamberlain thinks of that picture. There are people now in positions of power or perilously close to being turned into stone for eternity. Wow. Thank you, Phil. God bless you. Thank you so much for all of your hard work. The name of the book is See Something, Say Something. Uh, Homeland Security's officer exposes the government's submission to jihad. Oh, yeah. uh, Sorry. The name of the book is See Something, Say Nothing. Thank you, Stu. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.